Oh, no. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Oh No with Anna Campion. It's me, your host, Anna Campion. Um, and it is hot, hot, hot today here on the East Coast of the United States, specifically in New York. And um, I know that. Everyone around me knows that. And more importantly, my guest knows that, too. A fellow New Yorker, uh, Felicia Madison. Hi, Felicia. Hello. It's very hot. I'm just hoping my AC can handle it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all the it's funny getting all the preemptive con ed texts being like, <laughs> we can't turn off Times Square. So I need you guys to be strong. <laughs> like. <laughs> Well, a comedy friend of mine was like, it's August. Yeah, we don't need to be told that it's going to be very hot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, how are you today besides uh, boiling? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm a little, you know, uh, wary about this Delta variant. So mm. that's kind of a bummer. So I think combination of Delta and heat is not good for comedy. Yeah, weirdly. Um, yeah, I guess no one wants to go see outdoor comedy when it's eight billion degrees outside <laughs> no and they don't want to go indoors with the everything with that's the delta, going on with the delta yeah so it's kind of a bummer but keeping busy doing good stuff trying to uh keep the mood up and upbeat so mm -hmm. all good um are you a stand-up comic yes i do uh stand up and i also book and run west side comedy club cool Cool. Yeah, so it's been fun. We were just reopening and things are just starting to get into full swing. It's been great. Mm -hmm. And this, you know, Delta has really. Are you guys um, are you guys part of the wave of um, requiring vaccinations to come see a show? Yeah, all of New York is. Yeah. yeah. So um, and it's just so funny how I get phone calls all the time from people. Like, wait, is a picture of it okay? And um, will you take my word for it? <laughs> I get all these. And also, ironically, not, I mean, I guess not ironically, but I'm getting a lot of calls from people saying, you know, someone in my house is sick or I've, I'm sick. Can I be refunded? Um, which has never really happened before. Mm -hmm. um, I guess people are being really careful and really sensitive, which is great. And of course, yeah. we refund anyone that um, calls in even with a sniffle. Yeah. No, that's um, oh. my work computer's going off. <laughs> gotta, gotta mute that bad boy. I am I am working right now, technically, but it's fine. Um, I just <laughs> call this my double duty. Break. Yeah, double <laughs> yeah. duty. You're, you're working now for sure on the on this with me. <laughs> yes, yes. This is uh, what it, this is. This is peak gig economy. I'm very millennial Gen Z cusp right now. <laughs> my, Can I, go, go what's on, your no. work? What's your work? I, I work you as a video editor. I work as oh. a video editor for a big media company. Um, so good to know. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's uh. Yeah, so my day job, I, I'm an assistant video editor for a big company, but um, I also do freelance video editing stuff. Um, but I could probably get you a lot of business. Hey, I'll take it. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard out here. But um, okay, so how long have you been doing stand-up comedy? Um, I've been doing it uh, professionally for about six or seven years i guess mm -hmm. but i always like to tell people i've been doing it my whole life yeah yeah were you uh telling telling jokes at thanksgiving dinner kind of thing yeah you know being a mom you gotta have a sense of humor <laughs> or else you won't survive 
How many, how many kids do you have? I have three kids. Um, two are out of the house. Um, one is in college. Oh my gosh. You, I'm one of three and I'm out of the house. My brother is graduating this year. My sister is a sophomore in college. Wow. I could be your mom. Oh my God. No, no wonder I find you so comforting. No No wonder I want to cry all of a sudden. I know. It's like all my, all my comedy buds call me their momager. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you have that maternal instinct and just tell them how well, it is. It's, it's because you're a mom and it's also because you have the video camera in the back and are making sure that they're doing the right routine on stage. <laughs> I, I always tell comedians when I give them uh, feedback because I run a new talent program, I said I only give negative reinforcement and mm-hmm. negative feedback because that's how I was raised. <laughs> <laughs> and passing it on. Making sure none, none, none of this positive stuff. I mean, that's so your generation. You're fighting, you're fighting back against uh, toxic positivity. <laughs> um, so are you? So you know, obviously the podcast is about like embarrassing stories. Are you a person where um, do you get embarrassed a lot or not so much? Oh, totally. I've okay. I've I've been raised on embarrassment. Um, I think most people are because they all have parents and parents Mm -hmm. just constantly (laughs) embarrass you. One of my first most embarrassing stories though was, which I'll never forget. Um, I I can't remember how old I was, but I was pretty young and it was in Hebrew school and we were in um, the auditorium and one of my best friends walked up to me and I was wearing this really cool new skirt that I just got and it was leather with like patches on it. I remember it like vividly and and it was buttoned down the front. She walked up to me and like swiped her hand and my skirt just fell to the floor like in the middle of the gymnasium. That is unreal. That... (laughs) That's, that's a mortifying moment. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> you know, that's like, really tough. Everyone like, and back then underwear was not as cool looking. <laughs> well, and and um and and for kids, it's still not. I mean, I guess now you get you get all the like Disney and Marvel underwear and stuff like that for kids. So um, <laughs> Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you know, and I probably had the wrong. I would have probably had the wrong day on, which would have well, been even worse. Listen, I um I get the theory behind days of the week underwear, but I always found it anxiety inducing because I'm like, what if I can't find my Wednesday pair and it's Wednesday? <laughs> you know, it's like I, I I don't need another set of rules to abide by when it just comes to my underwear. You know what I mean? I it's know. like I, I'm going to take what I what I can get and go forth. If, um, if they had adult days of the week, I would just buy Saturday because I would want every day to feel like it was Saturday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if they, yeah, adult, I mean, that'd be even worse because then I would be like, okay, so these are my Tuesday underwear, but do I wear them Tuesday day or do I wear them Tuesday night? Right. right. They might. And then, and then if Saturday underwear had feelings, they'd be like, wow, I feel like alone again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I shouldn't be so alone on a Saturday. Yeah. And then like, okay, like riddle me this. I wear my Sunday underwear when I go to do my laundry, but then I'm not (laughs) doing my Sunday underwear. So then when next Sunday comes around and I'm going to do my laundry, what underwear am I? It's too much. It's too much. It's I'm an anxious person and I can't, (laughs) I don't think I can, I don't, I can't do that on top of my student loans worries. (laughs) Like it's one, it's one or the other. Um, 
Well, we all know you'd be wearing no underwear on Sundays now. Oh, yeah. Every other Sunday, you'd be underwearless. Exactly. And I don't like being underwearless. I like, um, I'm also not, uh, I was talking to someone about this. I have never been a naked sleeper and I don't, it actually makes me like uncomfortable to be naked in, in, eh, well, mm, rewind. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I I can't abide by the fact that like, again, and this might be an anxiety response. Like what if the fire alarm goes off in my building and I'm naked and it's three in the morning. You'll be having sex with the firemen. I, I mean, I mean, in their dreams. Not a bad, <laughs> yeah, not a bad outcome, right? Not a, yeah, uh, yeah, lucky them. But, um, <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, so, um, so okay, so you, so then, so you're dealing with a lot of embarrassing moments. You say, like, is do you feel like? I think I don't know. It's really interesting. I started this podcast October of last year, and I feel like so much has shifted like as we go through the pandemic that like now people like I've gotten some really interesting responses where people are like I feel no shame anymore because like who cares like we're in we're in a pandemic who gives a shit if I'm in my you know if there's a hole in my crotch in my pajama pants at the store you know what I mean but then I've also had people be like now I feel like I'm even more socially anxious because when I'm around people, I'm so not used to it. And so now I feel like super like anxious and get super embarrassed. Do you feel like you've had any sort of shifting of that throughout? You know, I think during the pandemic, you definitely, you know, there was no embarrassing moments because you were Mm -hmm. just alone with your family and like, who, you know, no one gives a shit. But when I did start going back out into the world, I remember my first like event, it was a birthday lunch. Um, and I literally had a panic attack before mm-hmm. I left. I could, first of all, you know, you had, everyone has the weight gain. I haven't been shopping. I put on like five outfits that like literally I couldn't zip closed. And I just felt like shit. And I hadn't like socialized in that situation in over a year. And since mm-hmm. I've been doing comedy, I haven't been doing it a lot either. And I was panicked. I literally had a full on panic attack. Um, and I went and it was fine. Uh, the one yeah, thing that's, I did. That's, yeah. how it, that's how it always goes with social situations. Yeah. The one funny thing that I've noticed though, is now that we're all getting back into the you know, party socializing routine is I, I'm not a TV, right? A watcher. My family is not really TV watchers, but that's what everyone's talking about now because that's all we've done for a year is that's just the watch only, t- like, um, that's the only collective experience people have now is all this like Tiger King, Outer Banks, like all yeah. like, big pandemic shows like Ted Lasso. That's all anyone can talk about because it's like, that's the only thing that you're like, it's like that and like, oh, did you like get into like baking bread? Like, right. Like it's funny. It was like, have. it was like the back and forth. People were like, did you watch this? Did you watch that? Oh, I love that. Did you watch? I mean, there were like seven TV shows. Mm-hmm. And these are people that I know, like, just like me, were not big TV watchers. Mm-hmm. And I've been, I binged watch like everything just because there was like nothing else to do. Yeah. I mean, how else are, you, are we going to? keep ourselves sane you know we have to we have to have some we can't just be like 
trapped with our thoughts. Like, so at least, you know, TV, it's like, oh, these are my new friends, these fictional characters. Yeah. So all you introverts out there, just watch a lot of TV now and go out and you'll be fine. Yeah. And just speak exactly like everyone talks on the TV and just <laughs> only speak in quotes from the TV shows and then be like, huh, Tiger King, right? And people will love you. Yeah, I couldn't even get through Tiger King. That was too much for me to handle. Um, that I watched. And by the end of it, I was kind of like, eh, I don't know if that was worth it. But I did. Um, I mean, they they couldn't have found a more fascinating guy to to make a show about. I mean, right. what a life he's led. Um, but yeah, I guess I heard rumblings that there was some sort of like Tiger King season two. And I'm like, what are they going to talk about? I feel like they he's like in jail yeah. now. So right. I don't, I don't know. know. It's a weird world. It's a I'm weird sure he's world. got some racket going on in jail. That is like <laughs> the most again, like the most interesting thing I've ever heard of in my life. But yeah, you fuck if... with me. I'm sending my tigers after you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. He's running some like hooch wine through all of his like jail boyfriends or something like that. I don't know. He's doing something weird. So he's um, actually convicted for trying to kill her. Is that mm -hmm. what happened? Yeah. Like, he, well, actually, so I actually think recently he got pardoned. Oh, really? Something. Yeah. But um, I think he's like in the process of getting out of jail or something like that. Don't quote me on that. But I saw some like um, some like one of those Apple News headlines came up on my phone that was like, Tiger King, Joe Exotic is going to set to be released from jail or something like that. And I was like, Oof. I always think that would, that would be an interesting um, concept for a podcast. Like if you could kill anyone and get away with it, who would it be? <laughs> that would, it, it, it's like an interesting, yeah. And it's also like the most low effort way to get on the FBI watch list. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like, it's like, um, I actually, I had, um, I was with, Oh, I went on this terrible date a couple months ago and um, it was with this awful mean girl and she was telling me, she's like, yeah, I have this friend whose like goal is to get on like a watch list. And I'm like, why? Like, that's a weird goal. That's such a, to me, that reads such a um, poser goal because it's like. It, she wants someone looking at her. Well, yeah, because it's like, um, it's like like Ted Bundy's goal wasn't to be on the watch list. You know, it wasn't to be on <laughs> FBI most wanted. It was, you know, it's like, you just want like, um, the notoriety without doing any of the hard shit and not saying I'm not condoning murder. Let's get that. Straight. Well, maybe all these murderers do want to be caught. They do want the notoriety. Well, they do. They want that too, but they're also willing to get there. They're also willing to like, do the work that it takes to get there yeah. and um yeah she just wants the fame without the without the gut gory yeah and i'm like <laughs> and i'm like ah, that's like like i get it if if you're like my goal is to have a million instagram followers it's like okay yeah that's yeah go for it get hot and post pictures great but the um it's like it's like the F to get on like the FBI or CIA watch list. I'm like, Oh, so you're just like a, a lazy contrarian. Like that's what that reads to me. Um, but anyway, uh, huh, enough on that. <laughs> so, 
you um, mentioned that you have um, a pretty embarrassing story that um, I believe you haven't, you, you're saying this is gonna be its debut. Debut, I'm a little nervous. <laughs> it's I'm not excited. so embarrassing. Yeah, it's a, you know, I, I, given the young set and what all these young kids do these days, they're probably gonna be like, ugh, what was embarrassing about that? That like, I do that every day. But embarrassment is personal. That's the thing. And that's, um, that's something that I found to be really interesting about doing this podcast is that like, I have some people who are like, yeah, I did this and it wasn't that embarrassing. And it was something that I would have like buried myself in a hole over or the opposite where they're like, this is the most embarrassing moment of my life. And I was like, oh, like I've done that and it's not that bad. So, you know, it's an interesting yeah, and it's also interesting because it's not so embarrassing because no one really knew. But mm -hmm. now that I'm telling it, it's super embarrassing. Yeah, well, that's what that's what we're about. We're not <laughs> not just rehashing embarrassing stories, but creating embarrassing moments. Yeah, yeah, it's a fun it's a funny story too in retrospect. But I just hope my kids don't listen to it. Okay. Can, well, can we block? Can we block yeah. them? No. <laughs> kids, if you're listening at this point. You don't want to hear this story. I'll give you a timestamp to come back into in the, uh, in the description. <laughs> yeah, so basically it started with um, trying to come up with good plans to celebrate my wedding anniversary with my husband. Uh, we'd been uh, married. It was a milestone. I can't remember how many years. And he doesn't like gifts. And he's a very, he has everything he needs because he has me. Yes, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> obviously. Luckiest man in the world. What, what Luckiest man, man in the world. So I was trying to figure out what would be fun and different to do that would make him happy. Um, so I came up with this whole plan. Um, I got a hotel room. And it was, it's for anyone that wants to s celebrate a fun anniversary or do something different. It was really great. You go to a hotel tonight, you get a cheap hotel. Um, and it happened to be in a really cool restaurant near um, Lincoln Center. So I told him that, oh, we're going to go to this jazz night at Lincoln Center. Let's meet for a drink first at this hotel. So I went to the hotel beforehand and I dropped off, um, you know, liquor. I dropped off candles, I some other little toys um, that I'll just preface just in case my kids are listening. I don't use wink, wink. Um, <laughs> and I will say just in my defense, it was probably around the same time as 50 shades of gray was coming out right so. right <laughs> which a, a conversation was happening in the culture right so and which brings me. which as an aside we'll just take an aside off of this story into another story to another embarrassing story where i was reading 50 shades of gray and at one point i turned the page over and i wrote a little note to my husband on it saying let's try this tonight kidding around and i left it in his room and it was kind of funny, whatever. And then one of my friends was reading 50. She wanted to read it. So I lent her my book. Mm. <laughs> and she said, wow, Felicia, I just got to page like 54. How was it? It was a joke. It was a joke. <laughs> uh, wink, wink. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I meet my husband at the bar of this hotel we sit down for a drink um dirty vodka martini my favorite we finish our first drink and i say i have to go to the bathroom and i give him an envelope and i said don't open it until i'm gone and so i leave and in the envelope was the key to the hotel room 
and a note saying, wait five minutes, order another martini for me and come up. So I go, I put all the candles, I get the music going, I sprinkle stuff around and it's all and I take a shot of vodka and he comes up and he's like, of course, very happy because I'm in the, you know, all mm -hmm. whatever. Again, luckiest say. man in the world. What luckiest man in the world. I get another martini. We take a shot. We start fooling around. He throws me on the bed. The next thing I remember is it being four o'clock in the morning and I am like heaving over the toilet bowl. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> he apparently we it's apparently what he told me as soon as I got on the bed, I literally puked all over the bed. <laughs> no, you worked so hard. <laughs> you planned so much. <laughs> I'm <And> devastated. He, <laughs> he spent the night, like he said to me when I finally, literally, like I have no recollection from the minute I hit the bed to four o'clock in the morning. That's like, like I completely blacked out. I wonder if like your head hit something like hard. No, like, I think it, I just it, didn't eat. I think I oh, just didn't so eat. it was just the alcohol. Okay, it was I was just trying. Alcohol. I was trying to bring in maybe a <laughs> concussion related injury. So my husband said to me, he um, you know, um, he said he was going to literally call an ambulance. He didn't know what to do. I was like heaving the entire from like it must have been and it was early like it was like right because we were going to a show so it was like we must have gone up to the room like around eight god he, he said he thought i was gonna die and i'm thinking to myself so why didn't you call an ambulance yeah i mean that's like eight hours so surely by <laughs> i think at hour three i'd be like starting to get some resources together in order to and, and so meanwhile so um we had to take the sheets and blankets and roll them up disgusting right and then i had to get back dressed into my night outfit and i could barely walk and we had to like creep out of the hotel like mm -hmm. and i was still i was still like sick to my stomach it was like, and and then I had, and I think I, it, gosh, this is how long ago it was because I guess my daughter was five. So it was like 14 years ago because she was interviewing for kindergarten, mm -hmm. which is like a big deal in New York City. Mm -hmm. And I, I literally had to cancel my appointment. Oh my God. I had, a, I called him and I said, I had like a stomach flu, which maybe it was, maybe it was. Maybe listen it again. I'm going with the, I'm going with the idea that like your head hit something that like made it all go sideways because it's just so to it's so interesting. I mean, granted, so I um I've never blacked out from drinking, and this is something when I tell my friends, they don't believe me because they're like, "How is that possible, Anna?" I've seen you drink a, a bag of Moe's lemonade that you poured a fifth of Bacardi Dragonberry into. And I say, I know. Um, and I always throw up before I black out. But regardless, I've never blacked out. But the idea that like you hit the bed and then that was it, to me, like that, I know that blackouts just kind of happen, but like, to, I feel like there wasn't something external happening there. I don't, I don't know. But anyway, what, what I do don't I know? know? But it, yeah, it was, it was, you know, 
I gotta say, my husband, it tests your love. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's that's marriage and that's love right there. And you, uh, that that's that's the reason E. L. James wrote Fifty Shades is to test. <laughs> I actually. So, that was that was my embarrassing moment. Is that was that embarrassing enough for you? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, I that uh, just the sequence of events there. I mean, here's the thing. Not only is it embarrassing, I'm I'm heartbroken for you based on how much work you put into that night. Um, <laughs> and that, my husband, right? Yeah. It's, and your husband's like, oh, this woman knows me. We're going to have a great <laughs> night. Can't wait. And then just having to like stroke your back for eight hours. Um, good guy. Good guy. It seems like. Um but I good, good plan. You could entitle this good plans gone bad. Yes. Yes. That's the title. That's the title. Um, yeah, I, well, you know, what's really interesting is that I, um, in college in particular, so I graduated college two years ago. So, um, what is fun, but also a little bit tragic is I moved up to New York, June, 2019, and then the pandemic hit March, 2020. So most yeah. of my, like, all your fault. It's all fun. your fault. Yes, yes. Um, I'm a gentrifier, yada, yada. I got it. Um, but uh, what it basically like uh, a lot of my like kind of fun stories are from college just because that is so far been the most fun section of my life. And I love living in New York and I'm having a lot of fun, but most of it has been inside. And um, so, you know. But uh, when I was in college in particular, I always felt like whenever I was super amped about something or super, or I was like, I put a lot of work into this Halloween costume or I'm super excited for this party or whatever. Um, like as soon as I was like excited, I was like, this is gonna be a great night. It just all went to shit. Like it was, it, it was, it was what happened. Like I remember um, my senior year, my sister and her best friend came up. They were both, uh, my sister was a senior, no, a junior in in high school. And her friend was a senior in high school. And so I was like, well, why don't you guys come up for, you know, this, this Halloween party and like, I'll take you and we'll, you know, I'll get you drinks and we'll, you guys. And, you know, they were both like in the process of like being accepted to slash looking at colleges. So I was like, well, I'm the fun older sister. And so I'll like, you know, get you drunk in a safe college setting before you go get drunk in your college setting kind of thing. Um, to my knowledge, neither of them have really gotten drunk in a college setting because they got to college <laughs> in the middle of the pandemic. But um, regardless, they, and so I was super amped. We all had coordinating costumes. They get stuck in traffic. They don't get in until 10 o'clock at night. Um, so I'm just sitting, you know, making jello shots in my apartment by myself. I ended up having a bail on the one Halloween party. We went to another one. It was fine. But it was like, it's always like something like that that happens where. Um, well, it's funny because I think that's the only time. I mean, like you said, something must have happened. I think it was a combination mm -hmm. of just drinking too much too fast um, because we weren't there that long. But I've never had a situation like that happen to me before, like in college or anywhere. Yeah. Like it. So you, you, you were never like a blackout. You never. Blacked I don't out think anything. I've ever blacked out, and I mean, I've gotten sick, but I don't think yeah. I've ever. Not that I can remember, at least. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> I feel like usually, and even um, uh, because even it, like I had friends who 
got blackout drunk once or twice, but even then it was like, they knew because they were like, what happened? And everyone was like, oh, you must've blacked out because X, Y, Z happened. But uh, yeah, I never, that's why I think it must've been a head thing because (laughs) this this is actually kind of funny. Um, When I was a freshman in college, uh, my brother was a junior in high school and he, uh, I was in a sorority um, I later on quit, but um, uh, we had like a Valentine's Day date party thing. And my brother had like a three day weekend or something like that from school. And so I was like, well, you come visit and like you can be my date to the date party and we'll have fun or whatever. And um, he, you know, he drives down, we go get lunch, we go get dinner. He, he meets all my friends. We get him set up in my dorm. Like he's going to sleep on an air mattress on the floor, whatever. And so we get dressed and we go to like the pregame for the date party. And, you know, we're drinking, you know, some, some raspberry Smirnoff combination, I'm sure. (laughs) Um, And uh, that was the, that was when I was treating myself. Uh, That was what I would get. Um, And he, we're like a couple drinks in and I'm asking him, uh, he was a big lacrosse player in high school and he played college, uh, college lacrosse for a couple of years. So I was asking him like, oh, like, how's the team look? Like, have you done tryouts? Whatever I'm asking him about. And he was like, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, like, you know, we, we tried out, I'm on the team practice starts like in a couple weeks or whatever. It's funny, you know, I actually have a concussion right now from tryouts. And I'm like, PJ, you're like three or four drinks in. Why didn't you tell me that you had a concussion? And so I was like, okay, um, no more of this. And so I go and I get him like a big glass of water and he's like, but I still want to drink. And I'm like, okay, well then just drink like beer. Like, I'm not going to give you any more liquor. Um, (laughs) we, we had, and I was like, and for every like beer you drink, you know, drink a water. Like I do not want you like that's I don't that's really dangerous I don't want you drinking with a concussion um too little too late it turns out (laughs) Um, so we get to like the venue he is absolutely blasted like he he can barely keep his eyes open um but you know he's my brother um my brother does look like a Hemsworth he's extremely charming Mm. um you know all of my friends are like PJ's so funny PJ's so cute and I'm like and he's probably blackout in 17. So (laughs) Um, but so he's like, you know, flirting with all my friends and they're, you know, uh, PJ and I'm I'm like keeping like a a Hawkeye on him all night. And um, so eventually, you know, we start to go, you know, people are dispersing and I'm like, okay, like uh, I can probably get PJ into a party because like, you know, uh, some of the guys that were there who were in like fraternities or whatever were like, oh, bring PJ out after. And I was like, great, that's fine. <laughs> and so I'm thinking like, okay, he's been drinking enough water. Maybe, you know, maybe he can power through. Um, and so I recruit my, uh, my roommate slash uh, my best friend in the world, Jillian. And um, I'm like, okay, so we need to get PJ back. We need to go back to the dorms. And then we need to get everyone changed and then we'll go back out. Um, And so it was like probably like a half mile walk from like the venue to my dorm. And uh, Jillian's date came, um, who actually, I I believe it's uh, my roommate, Tommy, who was Jillian's date. But um, uh, so we have, um, you know, we're, 
we're walking PJ home and it, and it becomes apparent that he is not going anywhere else tonight because he's like <laughs> leaning, he's like leaning on us. His entire body weight is. And, uh, we have to walk behind like the, f- the football stadium and, uh, <laughs> basically, um, for whatever reason on my college campus, there was like a ravine next to this road, um, that we were walking, be- walking on behind the football stadium. And my brother was like, we were walking next to it. And my brother, um, just all of a sudden, like kind of collapses and, Ooh, <laughs> and nice. we kind of have to, and so I mean, he basically, he started falling down and thankfully we got him before he fell to the bottom of the ravine, but he, it was, it was, um, it was gnarly. And so finally we get him back into the dorm and he, and I'm like, okay, so, so my night is over and I need to make sure that my uh, brother doesn't die because (laughs) not only do I love him, but I will get in trouble. (laughs) And so so, um, I'm like, okay, I take him into the bathroom and I'm giving him like water and I have, I'm giving him like a granola bar because the, what I learned as someone who like drinking in college is that what you need to do when you, when your friend is too drunk, you feed them a granola bar or something. And what happens is if uh, they keep it in, then it's good because then it's helping like absorb some of that alcohol and it's like filling up their stomach and it's, you know, it's going to help them when they wake up. Um, or if they can't keep it in, then that's good because it means they're throwing up some of the alcohol that they can't really absorb right now. And so it still helps. So it's, uh, that's a hot tip. <laughs> for, for, Damn, I wish I had granola bars. <laughs> I know, right? And uh, that was uh, that was the one thing missing from from the Fifty Shades of Grey was uh, keeping granola bars by the bed. But um, regardless, so he's in the bathroom, and you know, I'm like kind of there, like waiting for him to like you know throw up or whatever. And I'm like, okay, like I'm gonna go change really quickly. And I'm gonna get you some water. So I go out. And, you know, I change into like sweatpants and I grab him a cup of water. I come back and he is um, like face down asleep next to the toilet, <laughs> like on the on the tile floor. And I'm like, oh, buddy. And oh, no. so, so I wake him up. I bring him into my room because I'm like, OK, we we just got to get him to bed with a trash can next to him. And uh, he, you know, he passes out. Thank God he's fine. He doesn't throw up or anything. He wakes up the next morning and my, my poor brother, I've never seen a man in more pain in my life than the morning after he was just like, I can't, he, and he had to drive home. He had to drive like three hours home. And so I, uh, I, I, you know, I took him to breakfast, whatever. And he was like, I've never felt this bad in my entire life. And, um, weirdly after that, he kind of stopped drinking. He doesn't really drink a ton anymore. So, um, Mm. but yeah, it was just like, you know what I've noticed also, which might've happened a couple of times that I have gotten sick from drinking. It's always, and I read this somewhere that actually some people have this. It's when I eat shellfish and drink. It makes me it makes me sick. It's apparently a phenomenon. There's like something that uh, um, must be how some like 
enzymes or something react with each other yeah there was, i remember reading it because like every time i have like uh um that, that i've noticed that so maybe that night that's what happened yeah i don't know i don't know <laughs> yeah that's um i don't know it's so it's so weird and i mean i'm not i mean i like drinking is like my vice i don't know about you but like i don't really um I don't smoke any weed. I don't, you know, do anything yeah. like that. Um, now weed, so. I always, I, I say for weed, like my, my running joke is if I want to be depressed and eat a lot, I could do that all by myself. Yeah. That's that. Yeah. If I want to, if I want to have an anxiety attack about climate change, I'll just skip a day of Lexapro. Like that's, <laughs> that's, that's kind of, that's kind of my thing. Um, and I mean, I've told, I've told this story on the podcast many times, but I, I had a panic attack with in the bed of, probably the hottest guy I ever made out with in my entire life because I accidentally mm. ripped a three foot bong. Um, and oh, wow. it was, yeah, it was bad. It was bad. Um, he was really nice about it. He walked me home, but um, <laughs> <laughs> he, he's, he's a nice guy, but, uh, but yeah, I can't, I can't do it anymore. Um, so, so drinking is like my one vice and, and I'm not like, you know, it, it, it gets less and less cute to get that drunk as you get, you know, every, well, every also, year as you, into your 20s. Yeah, as, you, as you get older, you can't, like I watch my kids drink and I, and I can't keep up with them. And I, mm -hmm. I remember the day when I used to have like two or three martinis and be fine. And your body, I guess your metabolism does slow down. Who and, knew? That and that includes alcohol. Who knew? Yeah. Cause now I have one and it's like, woohoo. Yeah. It's, it's enough. Yeah, I um yeah, and I feel like especially um in the pandemic, I, I like I have two like ciders or white claws or whatever it is, maybe three, and I'm like I'm good. I do not need yeah. to drink anymore. Than I think this. that's an I think that's an indication of life how they're mixing seltzer with all the alcohols now. Yeah. I mean, listen, maybe the world, maybe the world in general is just not handling their liquor as well. Yeah. Well, well, I don't know if you've had, a, if you've had, a, I'm a big white cloth fan. I'm, I'm trying very hard to get them to send me stuff because I've been, I've done a couple, I've done three white claw reviews on this podcast and mm. I, I want so bad for white claw to send me free product because I, I, I make up a, a, a large percentage of their sales, I would say. I, <laughs> well, I, I, have, I, have, I have a, I have a fridge full of white claw. Mm -hmm. uh, I have not had one, but my kids love it. So yeah, I don't know. Every time they have a party, there's like, I'm like picking up white claw. Let's make like a, we'll do a white claw competition maybe, or oh, yeah. build, build something with all your white. Yeah. Claw yeah. Cans. Yeah. Like a, like a, like a beer can sand castle. Yeah. competition kind of thing yeah 100 bottles of white claw on the wall 100 bottles yeah, of white yeah. Claw. <laughs> yeah i um no i i love it and it's a it's a refreshing summer drink i find um because i wow I, you're really you're really trying to get that white claw I, listen here's the thing it's true like i i i couldn't be like smarmy and fake even if i wanted to because i don't have like a filter. So like everything I say about White Claw, like I mean it from the heart. Like I, like, I love this product. Like I, it's the same way I feel about- I think uh, you should Coca -Cola. change your name to White, White Campion or White, White Claw. White Campion. 
WC. Yeah. yeah. White, white campion. Um, I think would tragically would group me in with the alt-right a little bit I think <laughs> misconstrued, but, um, yeah, Campion's Claws. I don't know, something like that. I'm going to... I have faith in you. You can do this. I listen, this podcast you. is going to take off and White Claw is going to want to sponsor me. I, <laughs> I absolutely guarantee it. Um, yes, and, and and I was not drinking White Claw that night. If I was, the it would have been such a different outcome. Drinking, it would have been... If you were drinking oh White Claw, you would have gone to get your vows renewed the next day. Yeah, and had a fourth <laughs> child. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Um, thanks, E.L. James. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, I guess, uh, I don't know. I don't really have much else to say. Do you? <laughs> uh, no, I mean, that was my, I have a lot of embarrassing stories, but that yeah. was probably, that's a my, good one. That's most, a... The one that I've never wanted to tell. And I, I, I've done it and I've only done it for one reason, and that's how you get a White Claw sponsorship. Thank you, so. thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> so Listen, let's, uh, let's hope, White Claw, let's hope it happens. Let's hope your effort is not in vain. Um, if, <laughs> I will make sure to tag them in this episode, as I do in many of my other episodes. Um, we'll yeah, serve um, White Claw at our uh, club. Yes. Instead of Westside yeah. Comedy Club, we'll rename it to White Claw Comedy Club. Yes, exactly, exactly, exactly. Love that. And it and it keep it works with the kind of the cadence of um yeah white claw comedy club I like it yeah. <laughs> have a white claw have a white claw and have a good time have a, you, you can't have a good time without a white claw am I right or am yeah. I right <laughs> yuck it yuck it up with white claw let's just keep yeah. coming up with taglines all yeah. for the rest of the podcast that's perfect um, white claw not just for white people <laughs> <laughs> white claw. Black Lives Matter. <laughs> um, well, uh, Felicia, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I, I had a ball chit-chatting with you. It was super fun. Um, Same. And I'm going to be calling you for some uh, White Claw and some editing. Yes. Per- thank you so much. Um, well, uh, please uh, tell my captive audience uh, where they can find you, what you're up to, you know, what what's what's going on well i am can be found on uh social media instagram felicia madison comedy uh tiktok and uh facebook uh please follow me i've been working very hard this pandemic to increase my following i put I put a real effort into it and i'm happy to report that uh i have 500 less followers uh, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so please do me a favor and follow me i will you can find me at westside comedy club i'm the booker manager and running the place we're opening up full steam in september with um, some amazing lineups and that's really what i've been and i have a i'm working on um a, a road gig with a a bunch of other people so that's kind of top secret now but look out for that as well yeah and uh and your website feliciamadison.com do you yeah. update that pretty regularly is that a you good know, like it's funny I, it's i i don't i feel oh. like websites <laughs> i feel like websites are like going the way of the uh, dinosaur yeah i don't of, know yeah. i feel like people if they want to know about anything about you and look you up i mean they're it's websites, like instagram twitter facebook whatever yeah, I think websites are going to join the um, um, telephone book world mm-hmm. grave. You know, it's like people yeah. don't use it anymore. People, you you know, you say, oh, do you know so-and-so? People look on Instagram now. Yeah, very true. They don't even, they don't even Google them anymore. No. I, um, yeah, that is generally 
I think that's true. I think you're right. Um, but when I do have big events, I do update it. It's more of okay. a place to, it more it more points you towards my social media. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, cool. All right. Well. Yeah. So definitely check Felicia out. She's obviously hilarious. Um, and I will be uh, sending you some podcast stickers as a thank you for for being a lovely guest. Um, no and- white claw. No white claw. I- <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Apparently, I don't need to send you any. Damn. <laughs> you got a fridge full of it. <laughs> um, maybe what I'll do is I'll make an I'll make a new sticker of of my podcast name in the white claw logo Ooh, there you there's go. an idea there's an idea i'm gonna i'm gonna get one of my graphic my graphics friends on that anyway i will be sending you some stickers as a thank you Ooh, if you're not send Felicia, those graphic people to me also yes i will um uh i da, 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 da. i will be sending you some stickers as a thank you if you're not felicia and you want some stickers there's a super easy way to get it and that is to uh become a patron which is three bucks a month, you get access to um, full episode videos of all my White Claw reviews and ad-free episodes as soon as I get ads on this up on this podcast, mm-hmm. which I hope will be soon. Um, and you get stickers. Um, and whenever I make a new sticker, you'll get that. Um, if you don't want to do a monthly thing, that's fine. Uh, there is also we also have a coffee. So if you donate one or two bucks to that, link is in the is in the uh, my link tree. Um, I will also send you a sticker. Um, or actually two stickers. Uh, and then, uh, we are at Ono the pod on Instagram and Twitter. Follow us there. I put, uh, funny clips up. Um, and I also put funny clips of the podcast up on my TikTok, which is at I am the champion three. Um, so I do that every week. And then, um, I'm at, I am the champion on Twitter and Instagram. Follow me there. And if you are listening to the podcast specifically on Apple Podcasts, please give us a rate and review because it boosts us in the algorithm. Um, I think we have like 12 reviews and ratings so far, which is great. Um, but I'd love to, you know, get more people to listen and, uh, you know, and hopefully get White Claw's attention so that they uh, so this podcast. Can I can I sweeten your deal a little bit? Yeah. So if anyone becomes the Patreon, I will give them a free ticket to Westside Comedy Club. <gasps> There you go. There you there go. You, go. My New you York- become a Patreon because you uh, listen to this. I will uh, give a fee ticket to a Westside Comedy Club upcoming show in September. There you go. There you go. I don't know what more you can want. A stickers, a free ticket, and uh, promises of future <laughs> free episodes. I don't know. I don't know what more you can want. Um, well, thank you so much, Felicia. I, I super, super appreciate it. Um, and yeah. Free, free ticket and free stickers if you subscribe to the Patreon. So I'll make sure to put that link at the tippy top of the, sh- of the show notes. Um, but yeah, so everyone, thank you so much for listening. Felicia, again, thank you so much for being on. And um, I'll catch you all on the flip. Huge thank you to all of my amazing patrons. Grace Murray, Alana Coleman, Kira Sears, Jillian Townsend, Schaefer Nelson, Clay Moyhan, Haley Pregnall, Caroline Phelan, Stephen B., and Davidson Norris. You guys are absolutely amazing. You're the reason that this podcast can keep going. And if you want to be just as cool as them and also have access to all the White Claw review videos, then definitely please go and join the Patreon link in bio. Ono's theme song was written, performed, and recorded by Katie Stahl and Mackenzie Haight. And the amazing cover art was done by Devante Burse, at Devante Burse on all socials, at Designed by Devante on Instagram.